Quest Gaming Network presents Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Hi everybody, welcome back to Elder Scrolls Off the Record. I am Joe the Widget Wilson. We are back at full staff today. Me and Ivarwin have somewhat recovered recovered from PAX. We are back to talk some Elder with you guys. And joining me as always is the man I traveled with this weekend, the poor fool, the totally taboo Ivarwin. <laughs> hey, what's going on Joe? Hello chat room. Great to be here. Great to have you all. We are joined, as always, by the Tangy Tart, Louis Alon. Hello, Joe. Thank you, Tangy Tart. Wow. Hello, Ivarwin. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And joining us, as always, is the uh, technically trepid David Deenforce Adams. Hey, Joe. Hey, everybody in the chat room. Yes, technically trepid. Now, let me explain exactly how a chat room works such as okay dave is no longer with us this evening we are also (laughs) (laughs) we're also joined by the two-ply truthful shank the tank things just keep getting better (laughs) really dude (laughs) that's like the fourth time we've heard that song in the last half hour but it is totally worth it today my friends we are joined by a very special guest this evening the tantalizing Paul Sage. Hello out there. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> Welcome, good sir. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Ah, thank you so much for being here. I feel like I've talked to you recently. Yeah, it happens. It gets old pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to get into our advertisements of the week. Then we're going to get right into a little Q&A session with Mr. Paul Sage. So, Mr. Varwin, how about you bring us into our ads? Sure thing. And this show is sponsored in part by TweakedAudio.com for quality earbuds, free worldwide shipping, unbeatable customer service, and a lifetime warranty. You'll need our code, off the record, all one word. That'll save you 30% off your entire order. All of this at TweakedAudio, TweakedAudio.com. All right, guys. We're not even getting into the quick dimension. We're going right into what everybody is in our chat room for. We're going to get into a little Q&A session with Mr. Paul Sage. Ivarwin, I'm going to let you take the lead right here, buddy. So, Paul, we had uh, we had a couple of uh, little interesting tidbits drop from, from PAX Prime this uh, this year. And uh, one of the things that, that happened to catch my attention was veteran points. Uh, would you be so kind to explain veteran points and, and what's going on with that system? Sure. Uh, so veteran points were kind of our way of looking at... You know, what is it the player is going to do once they've reached the, you know, kind of the uh, level cap at 50 and they've gone on to play in other alliances? You know, what are the things they're striving for? And so, you know, there were there were a lot of ways we could have done this. You know, 
but we felt like there's a lot of things to look forward to, such as my skill progression, uh, my gear progression. One of the things we have to be really careful about is keep, if we keep raising your level, um, you know, for our PvP game, uh, that can be pretty dangerous because in PvP you want to be, uh, you, you know, kind of at an equal level, so to speak, with your adversaries uh, as much as possible to make it fun. So we really wanted a way for people to continue advancing their characters, um, but in a way that they chose. So what we did was we developed a veteran point system, which says you can get veteran points if you play in PvP, if you go through dungeons, if you do overland content and those other alliances I spoke about, um, you, you know, and uh, you, when we get to, uh, you know, our adventure zones, it'll be there as well. And so veteran points are kind of that way to keep advancing your character uh, and equipping new gear that you get uh, that will make you more powerful um, as well. And, and the reason that's important uh, is, you know, we could have just said everything was bind on pickup or something like that. What we instead felt was really important was how do we make sure crafters stay involved? Because if crafters can't craft gear, uh, you know, that, that people want for that advanced gameplay, uh, then they kind of lose out. And you can't make crafted gear pine up pickup because then they can't sell it. So we right. had to look for a way uh, that's a requirement um, for you to equip that gear that's still fun and something you want to do and, and goes along with that advancement. So just created a unified system of advancing your character uh, that we thought would be fun for players. Okay, so so this isn't um, necessarily the, the kind of thing where I accrue points and then I can take those points over to a veteran point vendor and get like you know new shoulders for my for my armor, right? Right. It's, it's not something where you're you know it's not a different kind of uh, you know monetary unit, so to speak. It's actually something that sticks with your character, tracks with your character. It's more internal to uh, who your character is and what you've done in the world. All right. So then, so then, just so this is you know stated, this is not the badge system in World of Warcraft. I don't believe it is the badge system. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, how is this going to translate in PvP? What's the concept so far? Uh, you know, the way we've looked at it is that uh, it's really just um, it goes along with your um, alliance points and, and kind of how you gain alliance points, right? So you're going to just do what you do naturally in PvP. Um, but you'll get you'll get awarded veteran points for it, and there might be some other things that uh, you know award you veteran points along the way that uh, you know I don't want to talk about because some of it's like fun accomplishments that we haven't really talked about yet uh, that we want to you know when the game shifts, just because we want there to be you know some fun things that you discover on your own. So, um, but it, but you'll be able to play PvP uh, just like you normally do and get veteran points and get rewarded for it. Again, the big thing is we want you to play the way you want to play and and still advance your character the way you want to. Can I accrue veteran points before level 50? No. Okay. Can I accrue uh, veteran points if I get an achievement? Right now, they're not tied to achievements, but there may be something where you get an achievement for something that would grant you uh, veteran points. Okay. So it, it, it it could be true to say that if I get veteran points for doing something, I may get an achievement, but it would be incorrect to say just because I got an achievement, I should expect veteran points to go with that. Right. So let, let me give you a, a primary example of what might occur, at, mm-hmm. just just to clear clarify. Let's let's say I'm doing I'm going through and I'm I'm going into a dungeon because I I think everybody you know, can grasp what we mean when we say that and and there's a specific boss I have to kill that's in the master level version of that dungeon. So I go through I kill that boss in that master level dungeon that might get me a veteran point. 
right? So, uh, or, or veteran points. And that's, that's what we're talking about where now you might also get an achievement for killing that boss for the first time, but the two aren't necessarily linked to one another. Okay. Uh, anyone else have any questions about veteran points? Uh, um, yeah, if I may, go ahead, Dave. Well, go ahead. If you have a question, go ahead. Yeah. So, um, I, I noticed, uh, one of the things that you, uh, you mentioned during the uh, that answer, and it definitely made me smile. Is like you know you, you play how you want to play, which is that's that's that is like to me that that is like fundamentally core pillar of an Elder Scrolls game. So if um, for example, say like I just because I have a I, I'm new to the MMO genre. This is me speaking, and I've only ever played the Elder Scrolls single player games. And my playstyle is just like you know wandering and exploring and stuff. So could you accrue veteran points? Um, just kind of by doing what I do and naturally exploring the world and, and kind of, you know, killing random bad guys that I see and just like, instead of, you know, instead of traditionally questing and uh, doing dungeon crawling and other stuff like that. Yeah, although not everything that grants veteran points is, is known even to the team at this point. Uh, what I'll say is that um, there's absolutely ways for you to accumulate veteran points uh, without having to go on you know a specific quest chain or doing something of that nature um where you could just be out about in the world and maybe you see something interesting um you know there there could be um a specific uh, monster that's uh you know named um uh which i realize takes kind of the mystery out of it when i say that but um you know there's, <laughs> there's tons of ways that you know you could potentially get better points just just through wandering the world that's awesome but you That's may have awesome. to partake in combat and not piecing out, Shank. Just saying. <laughs> uh, Paul, oh. are, are veteran points are they are they cross character? Can I can I get points and then bring them to another character, or am I I'm playing on my character? I get veteran points on that character, and if I want to play in all, I have to redo all those things again. Uh, no, so this is this is something that is directly related to your character and not account related. We have a you know even internally we have like this checklist of what's account related and what's character related. And this is definitely one of the things that accompanies your character, uh, right? So uh, super important because you know one of the things we've tried to do is versus you know making you go create alts a lot. You know, and there's nothing wrong with alts. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that we we know people become attached to their characters. So we want to make sure that this is this is another attachment point to that character that you have. Dave, you had a question? Yeah. Um, when you when you talked about veteran points, you brought up the fact that this is used when equipping gear. Will it be that to use this gear you have to pay so many points and then you can equip it and unequip it forever? Or is it gonna be something along the lines of it being a you know to create the item you'll have to pay this many points how, how are you going to be doing that uh, i wouldn't look at it as as a pay system at all think, think of it just like the way you think of experience points and you'll be closer to the mark like i gain veteran points and i always have them and certain gear has a necessary rank veteran rank for me to equip ah uh, okay actually i like that that's awesome that makes so a lot more sense that that makes a lot more sense. So, like a piece of gear could say this requires 150 veteran points before you're able to use it. Yeah, although we'll try to be really clear with it. You know, we, we you know I don't want to get into a situation where it's 114.1 veteran points to accrue this. You know, I want to get into a system where I have to be veteran po- veteran rank you know two to equip this, and then I've got a ton of gear that opens up when I hit that. So it really feels like an accomplishment to do so. Oh, cool! Yeah, Luigi, oh, I have a question I'd be all for that. 
No, no, this is actually wonderful. Uh, David Chang actually answered my asking questions for me. Um, another question I wanted to ask uh, Paul was uh, there was an uh, interview at Gamescom where I think it was Oz Gamers had made m- uh, probably a verbal mistake when they said cash shop. Can you clear this up for us, Paul? Um, you know, I, I think it's one of those things where, you know, what uh, Matt was talking about was really um, just are there things like, you know, can I pay for a name change? Can I pay to do things that I normally couldn't do uh, in in the course of the game, right? Mm-hmm. So we want the game that you get to be a full game experience. But there are other things like service things, things that wouldn't naturally be in the game that you might want to do that, that, that kind of, you know, are, are what we call it, you know, out of the way things, right? And so that's one of the things where I think Matt was talking about we may have things like that that are kind of extra service things where if people really want to do these things that are outside of the normal service things, we might do that. Um, and then and then I think that the thing is, is, you know, they were looking at it trying to say, hey, are you going to do anything like this in this way? And it happened to be said as cash shop. But, I, you know, that wasn't really what was meant. And there's, you know, to my knowledge right now, there's, there's no little vendor in the game, uh, you know, saying give me the cash or something like that. That's just not what's happening. Okay. Um, so it's exactly like we were discussing, that it's actually just a services tab in-game like you would see in every MMO previous, but where every previous MMO, you actually had to log on to their site. This one's conveniently in-game for the first time. I, I don't even know if it's going to, I mean, honestly, I don't know if it's going to be in-game or not. You know, uh, there's 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 nothing hooked up right now. It, it could be on the web. Um, it, we just want to make sure we're providing a really good quality service more than anything else. And if, if this is what's needed to provide those good quality services, you know, then that's what we'll do. Um, but, but for the most part, you know, there's, I wouldn't even spend time thinking about it. It was, it was just, it was an off the cuff thing. And I think it caused too much worry. Okay. Fair enough. So what yeah, other, Joe, you had a question? Yeah. One of the things that we, uh, been talking about and, and we've seen all over the place is the 150 hours thing. Um, it's, we just want to clear this up with you while we have you on the call right now. Uh, 150 yeah. hours is the main story only, correct? Okay. So this is, this is a really, uh, good question to get into. So here's here's the way we kind of calculate hours, right? The way we calculate hours is we say, basically, if you're doing nothing but killing and questing, and you're trying to get to 50 as fast as you can, right? Like, how long do we think it's going to be before you kill and quest your way to 50? Roughly, we think if you were going full speed, you'd probably go at 150, right? Because we're clocking in somewhere around 20 uh, on some of our playthroughs, okay? But we know people will go through that much, much faster. We're under no illusion, right? At some point, somebody's going to go through and say, I made 80 hours, you know? God, and guys like that are jerks, right? Right, guys? Dave. <laughs> no, wow. Not me. Dave. <laughs> you know what are talking about, Dave? No idea. Well... We, you know, I'm not new to this. I've also seen people set up at the tag teams where literally, like, one person will tag out, give the other person their account, and tell them to go play the character so they can get to 50 fastest, right? I've seen, I mean, we've all seen those things. So, what we're saying is 150 hours is roughly to get to, say, 50, and you probably skipped content and things like that. Um, so, that's that's kind of how we calculate that out when we, when we throw that number out there. But then, remember, you get to play in all the other alliances with the veteran points. 
and you start realizing that that's much much closer if you if you do that times three now you're looking at uh you know a lot more time so you're looking at 450 hours you know um so that's what we're kind of talking about when we, when we say these things um some people will do it faster some people will do it slower it's it's impossible for me to tell you, you know, what the fastest person is going to go through and do, or even give you a really accurate assessment of it. And, and we were pretty kind because I don't think anyone, uh, has beat, um, uh, you know, 110 hours yet. And those people were using a system to exploit, uh, going as fast as they could. So that's, wow. and that's not, yeah, that's not including all the in-game dungeons. That's, that's that epic. brings a tear to me. Away. I want it now. <laughs> so, speaking of, speaking about dungeons, um, another thing that dropped out of out of Prime was sixteen dungeons and six master dungeons. Uh, was there a reason for these these specific numbers? Did it just happen to fall that way? Is that locked in right now? Um, well, so it, it's what's it's what's planned for shit. Let's talk about what that actually meant uh, because okay. I, I tried to clarify it, but. When I say dungeon in that way, what I mean is the four-person group dungeon, right? Or, or the instance dungeon. That doesn't that include does, public dungeons. That doesn't include the public dungeons at all, of which there are 16 more of those. And those are geared more towards two players, or will be, you know, by the time we ship. We're, we're adjusting the balance there. Um, it doesn't include all the caves and other dungeons you go through. It doesn't include... Uh, the single-player instance dungeons that you might hit when you're going through any of the guild content or, or main quest content or anything like that. So there, there are tons of different you know dungeons, caves, locales like that scattered throughout the world. It's just that when you're looking for that four-group experience, uh, there are 16 dungeons for ship that'll be there, and then, of course, six for the master level. So that's what I mean when I say dungeon. In, in general, internally, we call that our four four uh, instances or four player group instances the six master level dungeons yeah. uh, obviously that no i don't know if it's obvious i'm, I'm just sort of assuming uh, once you hit 50 those unlock um okay you could assume that okay so it, it you, you <laughs> <laughs> that means yes you heard That's it here away um <laughs> Are those going to be brand new uh, pieces of content, or are they going to be uh, increased, tuned up, higher difficulty versions of some of the devs' favorite four-player dungeons? It's the latter. So, I mean, really, it's um, it's it's. Oh, okay. Well, actually, uh, sorry, it's the former uh, along with the latter. Um, so, hmm. what it is is uh, it's part two. So when you look at a master dungeon, you're going to the same locale as as one of the earlier dungeons. And what you find out is you find out how that dungeon, it ended in a cliffhanger, and you find out what happens in part two. And so that opens up new areas within that dungeon. That opens up all new uh, spawns within that dungeon. It's a completely new story and new quest within that dungeon. Uh, so it's, it's utilizing the same space you know, for, for let, let's say like 60% of the same space in some, maybe more or, or less than others, and then it opens up new areas. And so it's really meant to be kind of, hey, uh, playing in on your, uh, you know, your nostalgia and your willingness to see like, okay, how did this really end? Like, what was the end of this story? Okay. I, I like that. That's that's really, I think um, for MMOs, that's really interesting. Go ahead, have- uh, yeah, uh, speaking of the dungeons, actually, you guys gave me an idea for a couple of questions. So I'll start with the, the dungeon one first, uh, Paul. Um, 
as you can probably tell, I, I have that single player background. Um, and you mentioned, you know, the, the, the solo dungeons and, um, you know, previously you guys have uh, talked about how you can play this game, uh, you know, solo if you want in, in the, uh, the PVE. So my question is what, um, Coming from a total noob here, what what are what is uh what are some of the differences between your uh, your solo dungeons and your group dungeons? Like, for example, um you know if I come across a dungeon in Skyrim or Oblivion, I I might want to sneak through it because uh you know that's kind of like how I like to play things. Could I could I realistically do that in uh, Elder Scrolls Online? Could I you know sneak through and uh, get some loot that way, or do I have to kind of go guns blazing in the solo dungeons? Uh, so I couldn't tell you that you'd be able to avoid every combat in a dungeon. What I can tell you is that if you went to, say, uh, one of our more instanced uh, single, uh, you know, you know, more tailored toward the, the solo player uh, type of dungeon experience, then, yeah, you, could, you, you absolutely could sneak through there, avoid combat in, in lots of different situations, go in, find chests, do things like that, maybe kill the boss at the end, maybe get the, uh, uh, the sky shard or something of that nature. Um, sure. Whatever might be in there, uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, sneaking is a completely legitimate thing to have uh, done in the game. That is awesome. Um, and uh, Barman, if I may add a quick follow up uh, for that, um, I know that uh, you know some of the you guys are working pretty hard on the on all your quests and your guild content and your social content and all this stuff. And we're seeing a bunch of new information. Like I feel like every single week here. Um, is there anything stopping me from literally picking a direction and just walking and, uh, you know, if I just literally just exploring and saying, hey, I'm just walking over here and if along the way I see a dungeon or it's some random dude on the side of the road. Like, basically, how far can I realistically go in the game uh, before I kind of run into a roadblock or will I run into a roadblock? Um, okay, so that's, yeah, let's, <laughs> let's think about how to answer this in a way that yeah. will... Uh, <laughs> Uh, get you what you want, which is when you look at something like let's say I took Skyrim and I, and I looked at the single player experience there, and you know Skyrim is, is very clever about ramping you up or, or ramping the world up around your actions, right? right. In an MMO that's not going to work for obvious reasons. Oh yeah, of course. You've got so many people <laughs> to do that, right? So, um, and you, you can absolutely create um, an MMO that isn't level based, right? I worked on one. It was Ultima Online. And, mm -hmm. and so when we, when we sat down and really talked about, you know, what we wanted to do, one of the things that, that levels, you know, actually give you a lot of things that are good and, and they come with other things that, you know, maybe uh, some people would rather not have. Um, but a lot of the things they do is they give you a watermark. And watermarking is, is just kind of, you know, my term of, you know, how do I rate against where I was before in the game? Like, so, so I've been playing for two days. What's my watermark now as compared to what it was? How am I versus this other stuff? And we, that's a really compelling part of progressing and wanting to get further in the story. And so we felt that that was still really important to show people levels. It's, it's an easily understood system. And then, and then one of the things that it, it can do is it can limit, you know, how far you can go. Now, are there borders to you going certain places? Well, there's, there's a few in, in the fact that, like, not all of Tamriel is completely available. And are there places where you would get your ass kicked if you ran in them? Yes. <laughs> right? Like, absolutely there are. 
but um, we we try to reduce the number of uh, those borders as much as possible. Um, if you've been in the game, you know the the areas are huge, the land masses are huge, and and actually um, one of the things it does is it, it still allows you know I feel and I think the team feels it still allows for a lot of exploration, but it also doesn't make it so overwhelming that you don't know where to go next and you just get kind of apoplectic with voice. Um, you know, and I, and I know that there's, there's something beautiful about that at some points. Um, but for us, I think it really works out. The important thing for us was to make sure that you could go in. You can take any quest in the game you want to. There's, there's no level limit to what quest you take, but if, if the quest says it's too hard for you, you should probably listen to it and, and kind of understand that, yeah, it's probably going to be too hard if I try to do it right now. Um, right. So, I think, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was, I was just going to say, so so there are borders, you know, from, from land, you know, of a necessity because we can only make everything so big. And then there are uh, level limits, which, uh, you know, will of necessity, um, you can go there. You're, you're just going to die if you do. Yeah, <laughs> right. I guess um, I know because speaking with uh, some of my friends from back home, I, and we sort of share the same concern because we kind of, and it sounds like you guys are really, you know, trying to open it up as much to the uh, to the players as possible so that, you know, they can go and stuff. But I guess my concern was just if it was going to be, I guess, um, too, too, quest, too quest driven in order to uh, go to another area, um, for example, but... Um, I, I guess it sounds like you guys are trying to open it up as much as possible. Uh, yeah, I, I don't want to. I don't want to bore you, um, but but I will say that actually brings up another interesting point, which is the way we build our content. Um, you know, we've got this, we, you know we've got a great level design, world building, and you know one of the teams that I, I don't think we talk about enough is our content team, who you know goes through and creates all the quests. And one of the jobs that's really hard that they do is they have to go in and create quests with the understanding that the one rule they have is that people have to be able to find these quests in any order. So they can't, you know, really reference previous quests without a hundred checks to make sure that you've done these previous quests and these things. And so because we're so committed to making sure that you can go anywhere and experience things in any order. And so it's, it's, it's really, it's really hard because you can't have, uh, you know, kind of what we call temporal rules for your quests um, because you can't be assured that they've done these things in this order. And so that's one of the challenges that the team has, but we're really committed to it because we want to make sure that the players can go anywhere, get content. And it's, it's still fun when it refers to other content, if they've experienced it. And so, uh, you know, I think the the content team, which is led by a guy named Rich Lambert's really talented, uh, you know, and they're a great bunch of uh, people to work with. That's awesome. Yeah, Beautiful. you you just answered. I've been wanting to know this for like months. You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I'm glad we ha- we had you on. Obviously, on the call, Shank. Um, so so Paul, there's there's some there's some debate here about Winterhold. Is is it going to be in the game at launch or or no? Or is that sort of uh, on the table for discussion still? Um, l- let me get back to you on that one. Okay, oh. <laughs> fair enough. I have a basic math question that has a trick to it. <laughs> <laughs> so you say there are 16 group dungeons at launch with six master dungeons. So uh-huh. according to math, are you going to be releasing the other 10 as master dungeons in the future like updates or patches? Um, so uh, speaking of content teams, I know Daniel Crenshaw, who leads our uh, dungeon team, uh, would love to do that. Uh, so... 
I will tell you that, you know, like anything else, you, you kind of have to weigh the balance for what you work on, right? And so um, that team would love to do uh, the second half of those master dungeons, but they also want to work on, uh, you know, our adventure zones. And so I don't know yet um, whether we will simply continue making those or whether we will do more in our adventure zones. And I think it's really up to the players and we kind of see like, you know, what they gravitate towards, what they think is more fun um, because there's multiple things to do for that group level is what I'm getting at. And so since there are multiple ways to play, I think the players are going to kind of tell us, Hey, I don't like this way better than this way. So can you put more emphasis on this? And I think that's where we're naturally going to go. See, ladies and gentlemen, that's what we call a pro answer right there. <laughs> it's also there called, that's also one thing we've loved about Zenimax that we've seen a lot of is you guys paying close attention to the community and what we like, what we want and doing your best to make that a part of the game. Uh, Yeah. I mean, you know, the, I I think it was uh, Nick who said this in an interview and he said, yeah, if you're, uh, if you're not willing to listen to your community, uh, you need to get out of this business. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Bold bold statement there. That's uh, very bold. Also very true though. Of course. Of course it's true. That's why it's bold. It's it's one of those things that people just don't want to, you know, I think developers just don't want to admit to sometimes. Um, there's, there's, I completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> but I'm really sorry. Oh, wait, no, hold on. Uh, slash commands. All right. So this, <laughs> follow me on this one. All right. <laughs> if you can, if you're looking at our live stream, Paul, you'll see, obviously I've got a, I've got a whole list of, Emotes that that are from the uh, emote creation contest on on the uh, the webpage elderscrollsonline.com. Uh, one of the things that that I had wondered, and this is it's a tiny thing, it's a little thing, but you know we've said it on the show and it kind of means a lot to me. Uh, the the ability to sit on a chair, right? We've got it right here on the list. Um, do you know that if this is like, you know, you're just standing around anywhere and you all of a sudden hit forward slash sit chair, am I going to like whip a chair out and just put it down and have a seat? <laughs> or does this mean like if there's a chair near me, all of a sudden I can hit this and I'm sitting in that chair? Uh, so I don't want to lie to you. <laughs> you should break my heart. <laughs> oh, well, if that's the case, then yes, I'll lie to you. Uh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Wow. Um, so, so actually, I meant that in the positive way, not the negative. Um, uh, well, what what I think uh, is is hard for me is because I can't remember like which ones are specifically developer related and which ones are player related. So I believe sit chair does indeed whip out a chair and you sit on it, but don't don't you know hold me to that because honestly I don't remember off the top of my head. Okay. So then maybe forward slash shake fist here and then we'll move along. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> uh, skill lines. We were, we were told a little bit about, about Undaunted. Yeah. Uh, at PAX Prime. Can you, can you give us uh, information about the, the skill line Undaunted? Yeah, uh, so uh, Undaunted's pretty fascinating uh, because uh, it's it's one of those things that rewards something that you would naturally do, um, you know, which is what we try to do. Um, but the Undaunted are, you know, kind of this group of adventures that you'll meet when you get to your first, uh, you know, four-person four, uh, dungeon. And once you get to the four-person dungeon, uh, they'll kind of introduce themselves and they'll kind of tell you. And then as long as you kind of complete the tasks that they have outlined for you to complete, 
um, you will get new skills within the Undaunted skill line. And these these skills are particularly interesting in that they're based more on the concept of synergy that you, you've probably heard us talk about ad nauseum, which is, you know, players playing together and one player casts this ability and then another player can come in and improve that ability in some way. And the Undaunted really, uh, that's almost all of what they are because the people who are going into these spaces will hopefully be more committed to playing as a group. Um, and so we wanted to give them something that kind of naturally rewarded that behavior. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge dungeon crawler. Um, I love just, oh, you know, really? yeah, <laughs> going into dungeons, you know, when I, when I heard that there's going to be public dungeons in here and I can solo those or do them with a friend or, and then have, you know, four player dungeons as well. And then other stuff, you know, I was just so excited. And then when I heard about the undaunted skill line and, and how that would give you, you know, skills for just, you know, completing tasks or exploring dungeons, I mean, I was beside myself like a dog. I kind of like rolled over and gave, you know, Zoss my belly on that one. Like, I was extremely excited about that. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is a picture. Yeah. So I do have a question for this. Is the, is the reputation with this skill line, I'm guessing it's going to be advanced somehow through reputation. Uh, will you gain levels in it the same way as other things? Like by having just one of the items on your skill bar from that skill or will you have to do things like gain an amount of points for each dungeon cleared or is it per so many dungeons or yeah well well i don't want to go into the exact specifics of what advances it um it's it's closer in line with uh you know for those people who play mages guild or the fighters guild um then you know, you collect books to get to advance in the Mages Guild and in the Fighters Guild, uh, you kill Daedra and Undead and deal with Dark Anchors. And so it'll rank up in a very similar way um, by completing uh, tasks within a dungeon. And uh, then as you complete those tasks, you get more and more rank with them. And so you don't just have to be in, in one specific dungeon. You can go to different ones to get uh, different things. And then, yes, they're all active abilities. So the Undaunted line, uh, well, I hope I'm not lying to you, but I believe every one of these is an activated ability versus being a passive. And so it is something you have to slot into your shortcut bar to activate and use. Okay, cool. Are there are there any other uh, faction related skill lines or any other skill lines that you can you can sort of tease for us today? Are there any other skill lines I can tease today? Um, other than the undaunted. Okay, sure. Um, so I, I think that, I think that's a good question, um, and and this will this will give you some behind the scenes uh, look at it. So if this doesn't make it to ship, I guess everybody can blame me. Uh, but one thing. <laughs> <laughs> that I think is important is that, you know, we, again, listening to our community, watching feedback in beta, watching our own internal team's feedback. Um, and I, I talked about this a little at, uh, you know, PAX's time was we just got through going off of a two week, we're just playing our game, right? Like we're just evaluating what needs to change, what we like, what we don't like, uh, what we think works, which I think is healthy. And of course, we're doing all of this while we have beta going on. And I think the thing that we thought was probably in need of the most love was uh, crafting. And so, um, you know, we're right now working on our crafting system on, on improving that and looking for ways to do that. And so um, what I think you're going to see is I think you're going to see crafting move away from being, you know, uh, less integrated um, and go more into the skill lines. And so you'll start seeing some of the crafting go into the skill lines 
um, where we actually have, you know, you spend your skill points on crafting. Uh, because one of the other things we want is we want that tension of how do I spend my skill points to improve my character? Um, and we want to make sure that that's really interesting and fun for the players. And so moving crafting more into that system uh, seemed to be a good way of doing that. So there you go. There's just a preview on some behind-the-scenes stuff. Oh, my God, you guys. Wow. Okay, so so as it's being conceived right now, um, the more I craft, will I be able to unlock attacks and passive and active bonuses uh, through combat? Or is it more like... The more I craft, I'll open up a crafting skill line and I'll be able to, you know, have passive bonuses for crafting. Okay. So the way it will work likely is, uh, you know, we've talked about over and over again how there's multiple ways to gain skill points. You level up um, and there's lots of different ways to level up. Uh, We've talked about the sky shards and things of that nature. So, again, think of this as all of the different ways you can get skill points. uh, And whether you can get skill points through the crafting system remains to be seen at this point. But the way you get skill points will come in and play a role to advancing your crafting. Because you will have to keep constantly improving your crafting. Because, again, we feel strongly, so strongly that crafting has to be on target. It has to be something that's fun. And it has to be something where people feel like, hey, I'm really good at this. You know, look what I did. Honestly, I would love to see that. Like, just like with in Skyrim, how you have uh, smithing takes you put craft points into it from skill ups. Same way with alchemy and such. I would love to see it that you know, if I was doing, let's say, alchemy in ESO or whatever the I can't remember the name. I think was it is it an alchemy alchemy in ESO? I'm losing my mind. Somebody say something, please. The, yes. 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 <laughs> okay. <laughs> all, right, all right. So if I have alchemy and that's what I'm leveling up, I would love to see something where like I have a skill tree that goes along with alchemy that I could put in and say my alchemy potions are five percent better. I would totally do that. Uh-huh. But then again, I'm a min maxer. No, that sounds like something people would like to do. That, I, I would, honestly, I'm a huge maxer. I would love that. Yeah, that that makes crafting that much more appealing to somebody like me. And I, I mean, that's you said it like you said it yourself, Paul. Like listening to your community and getting the feedback. That is. Yeah, it's dude, a good I'm, step I'm, for, yeah. yeah, I'm pretty psyched. <laughs> I mean, that's a, I, that's a good way for getting the crafters, make them important, and to actually foster, uh, I guess, the idea behind a player-driven economy. Yeah, and, and I'll also I'll also give you guys one more tidbit because um, th- there's something that you, you know your chat hasn't asked yet, but here I'm going to volunteer my own question, which is um, <laughs> th- th- one of the things that people have asked us um, is you know. How do uh, I play with uh, werewolves and vampires, right? Um, So one of the things that I can tell you about it is I am never going to reveal publicly how you become a werewolf or vampire. Uh, (laughs) Oh, oh, darn. I'll save you, tease. (laughs) What I will say is that, and and this is is the hint I'll give because I I want to give something seriously, uh, which is it, it is meant to be more social um, than it is something that we do uh, necessarily. Now, we're, we're again, we're the facilitators of the social mechanism, but it is something meant to be uh, far more social. So um, I, 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 I saw somebody in the chat room ask this. Um, you know, you will have skill lines, which are vampire and werewolf. They are exclusive of one another, so you can't be a werewolf and a vampire. You'll have to be one or the other. 
Um, and then, you know, we will talk, uh, well, I don't ever talk about how you do it. I want the players to talk about how you do it, but hopefully it will be a fun experience for everybody. So if we guess it live, will you please give us an awkward silence to say whether we're right or wrong? Uh, I'd probably give you an awkward silence whether you guessed it or not. <laughs> okay. Is it player transfer? Awesome. He totally meant yes. Awesome. I'm so excited. I'm totally going werewolf like first thing once I find out how to do it. I uh, did. Sorry, did I just interrupt somebody? No, go ahead, Shank. Um, I had a question on the, you know, obviously from E3, the, the big announcement was the, the, the that you guys were on consoles. And I can tell you right now that I jumped up, ran around my couch like a maniac and freaked out. Okay, I was pretty psyched. <laughs> one, uh, one of my questions is, um, yeah, I mean, clearly you guys want to create a, the best experience you possibly can. Um, can you talk about if there will be any differences uh, apart from, I guess, the, I mean, the interface, obviously, between the, the Xbox and PlayStation versus the, the PC versions, but is, are there going to be any uh, other differences that uh, may or may not exist there? Uh, so we really haven't talked about uh, what, what's going to be on the console. Um, I, I can't really talk about it because it's, it's still very much in flux at this point um, about what's going to be on which console and whatnot. You know, again, what I can tell you is that the team is committed to making sure that uh, – each experience is as close as possible to the other experiences as far as gameplay, as far as, you know, anything else. Yes, we know that there are differences between the systems, and when we can embrace those differences, we will. But as far as getting into the specifics of UI, yeah, that's just not something I can do at this point, not because I want to avoid the question, but, yeah, but because yeah, it's still too much in flux to really talk about uh, now. Understood. Yeah, thanks. Cool. Yeah, I know that's, that's been a question that's been, I mean, at least I've been seeing that in my Twitter feed for a while, so thanks. All right, guys. Any last things to say to to Paul? We've kept him for an hour, so any last things? Any last questions? No, I I think that's it. I uh, I don't really have too much more. Yeah, I had a couple burning questions and they were answered perfectly. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure in the next hour we'll have a thousand more. <laughs> but we probably shouldn't keep Paul all night. So, Paul, I want to thank you very, very, very much for your uh, coming on the air with us tonight and answering these questions for the fans. Yeah, um, you know, let me say uh, thank you back, not not just uh, to you guys for hosting me, but seriously, uh, thank you for hosting. And also, um, more than anything, uh, to the community out there that, you know, shows up to this, this is awesome. Thank you guys so much. Sincerely, uh, keep the feedback coming. Uh, you know, I know the team appreciates it, and I certainly appreciate it. So uh, thank you all again. Ladies Absolutely, Paul. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Yeah, man. Thank you for coming. Yeah, thanks, Paul. All right. Take care, guys. Take care. We'll, we'll talk to you next time. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Paul Sage. Woo! Woo! Yeah. Can I, I, I need to change my pants. <laughs> <clears throat> oh. Wow. Everybody right. else get the vapors when he was brought into the call? Oh, I had it. the vapors. <laughs> Can I just say something? He's the man. And it's afternoon, so I can't show my bosoms. (laughs) If Arwen didn't even tell us, man, like he just said, like guys, we have a we have a guest, and then like we just looked at Skype, so we were as surprised as everyone else was. Yeah, that was that was the kind of thing. It it was arranged pretty much 
uh, ten minutes before the show actually went live. We that we takes uh, skill. <laughs> we sent uh, we sent an email to you know uh, two hours before the show started. Uh, literally, it was like four thirty five o'clock, and uh, I sent an email saying you know uh, would would Paul like to come on? And we got one back saying he'll uh, he'd like to do it. So we were going back and forth with. You know how to get in contact and and what time would be best and and he just sort of like ten minutes before uh, we were able to get him on the Skype call. So awesome. yeah, I want to anytime. I give my seat. I offer myself as tribute. Take <laughs> I, me, Paul. Take my seat. I offer Shank seat. God, I, 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 I was <laughs> just going to say I offer David. All right, guys, let's rain, <laughs> let's rain the fanboyism in a little bit. We got the rest of the show to get into. And we were going to talk about the emote creation contest that, uh, as of Tuesday, September 3rd, Zenimax Online Studios has announced. Yvonne, want to give us a little bit more details about this? Yeah, so they announced this on their site. It's a brand new contest where applicants will be submitting their own emotes for consideration into ESO. Now, emotes are commands in-game that starts with a forward slash and usually has an accompanying character animation such as forward slash sit. And you'll see your character sit down, you know, for those out there who may not know what an emote is. Uh, on their contest, Zenimax has this to say, and I quote, if you have an idea for an awesome emote, we want to see it. To participate, you'll need to create a video that shows you explaining and performing your emote animation. Submissions must be under 60 seconds in length and need to be uploaded to YouTube for us to view it. Once you create your video and upload it, send a link to community at elderscrollsonline.com. That's community at elderscrollsonline.com with emote creation context in the subject line to enter. Submission deadline is Friday, September 27th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. No entry submitted after this date will be reviewed. One grand prize winner will receive the winning emote to be adapted by our animators and will appear in Elder Scrolls Online. The winner will have the opportunity to collaborate with a member of the ESO animation team to assist with the creation of the emote. Invitation to Elder Scrolls Online beta test. One the Elder Scrolls Online poster signed by the dev team, Ermagerd, won the Elder Scrolls Online limited Stein. I want that. Ermagerd. $75 store credit to spend with uh, at Bethesda Merchandise Store. Won the Elder Scrolls Online lithograph set, including High Elf, Nord, and Breton. What? And won Elder Scrolls Online t-shirt. They'll choose three runners-up as well, and the three runners-up will receive $25 store credit to spend at the Bethesda Merchandise Store. One Elder Scrolls Online lithograph and one Elder Scrolls Online t-shirt. End quote. So much swag. A list of their current in-game emotes appears on the announcement on their site, ElderScrollsOnline.com, which I had up on the live stream. <laughs> <laughs> Please view the list to make sure that your idea isn't already a part of the game. All right, guys. Really, really quick for fun. What would your emotes be? And it's kind of a brief description. I know for mine, mine would be four slash pew pew. And your character would just fake like he's drawing a bow and shooting it. 
Saying pew pew. Mine would be forward slash dragon shout. Oh, sigh. (laughs) 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 Nothing to go with it? All right, fine. Anybody else? I'd go for slash dance, but for different... Like males and females, different the different archetypes have a different dance. Well, that's that's all right. So a male temple. What's that? Okay, go continue, please. Go, go. No, no, no. I'd say you know, a male, you know, Templar has got a different dance than a female Templar, or make make it racial. Not the same Ooh. old dance you see in other MMOs. Just one dance for every person. No, no, make it unique to the class and to the species and the sex and gender. And Dave, anything? Oh, I'm. Yeah, I'm going mage. I already know I'm going to be doing a sorcerer, and I definitely want to see some type of epic power-up. Slash power-up, and just starts pulling in powers from the Aether itself. Y'all can see it. I can visualize it. Can wipe the drool off your face? Shank, what about you? Yes. I I want forward slash peace. (laughs) (laughs) Character starts just running off the opposite direction of whoever you're facing. No, but it's it's not like the regular running you see in the game. It's like literally pure panic. Like he he just turns around and flails his arms and sprints in the opposite direction. <laughs> oh god! Undaunted by any of the uh, the the landscape, literally parkouring <laughs> over mountainsides. <laughs> We actually had a good one in the stream that I'm not seeing on the list, and that's Slash Sing. Slash like S-I-N-G. S-I-N-G. That's not on the list, but that's a great idea. That is a good idea. For slash joke, I will provide all the jokes they want. All right, so there are more <laughs> beta invites going out, beta invites going out. As of uh, Wednesday, September 4th, Zenimax Online Studios announced that they have even more beta in- invites have gone out. Check those inboxes and spam folders, folks. Zoss wants to remind you that for those of you using Gmail, don't forget that our beta invites show up in your promotions tab by default. So check it. I have okay. Gmail. I've never even check. seen promotions tab. Go there. Yeah, it's a new thing. They just changed it over, and I'm just have to. Dave's checking right now. <laughs> come on, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> really? Come on, guys! I want my dang it. In- well, Dave is trying Sorry. to figure this out. I'm going Shut to. Up, Dave. You spoke to you spoke to uh, to Paul Sage today. There's nothing to complain about. I today. know. I, today was a good. Day. <laughs> today uh, was a good day. All right. How about we go into the developer question of the week? And yeah. here it is. Hi, I'm Chris Hayward, environment artist here at Zenimax Online Studios, and here is your question of the week. Now imagine you're exploring the worlds of Tamriel, and you stumble across a baby creature. It takes a liking to you. What kind of creature is it, and what do you train it to do? Baby creature in Zenimax? Zenimax. Really? <laughs> Zenimax! <sighs> That's awesome. Zenimax. I'm going to start calling him that from now on. So, baby creature, what what is it that you stumble across, and what do you I train want a yeti. it to, boo, to do? You wow. are one, a baby yeti. Why? What would you train it to do, <laughs> sir? Why not a baby yeti? That's that's how cool would a baby yeti be? He'd be like walking around all hairy with his you know knuckles dragging on the ground. I'd be like, "What's up? I'm a farwin." Oh, who's that? That's my baby yeti. Yeah. Really? What about you, Dan? Yeah, your first thought wasn't <laughs> really. Yeah, baby yetis are. Cool. Can I go next? So I said, "What about you, Dave?" 
Oh, okay. I had to hear it. Um, yeah, I want to go with mud crab. I mean, honestly, mud crab. Who would not think mud crab? And you know what I train to do? I train it to say insults. Because then people would be like, did that mud crab just insult me? And look at me, and I'd be like, I'm sorry, dude, I have absolutely no clue. But then that mud crab would be like, you're ugly. No, what? Really? That mud crab just said I'm ugly. No, dude, it's just a mud crab. You look like an Argonian. Yeah, see, he just said it again. You know? Dave, I have, I have the answer you should have had. A baby dragon, and I'm going to train it to be my mount. <laughs> you stole my mount. Owned. Lou, what about you? Wow, a uh, dire wolf, a baby wolf, <laughs> crush genre, <laughs> and just have it just you know, yo, know, big oversized wolf. Like, yeah, yeah, that's my puppy right there. <laughs> say hello. You want to train to say that winter is coming? That's right. <laughs> Loose snow, you know nothing. Quiet, quiet. <laughs> what about you, Shane? Dude, I want a baby penguin. I freaking love penguins. There aren't penguins in Skyrim. Right? I there aren't <laughs> there aren't yetis either. There are there are, well, there are frost snow trolls. trolls. Close enough. No uh, shut up, Dave. <laughs> Alright, what would you train to do? Dare I ask. The penguin? Yeah. You know um, the second part of the question? I would like I would like my penguin to I I, I don't know, just be penguin ish. Oh, I would teach it how to tap dance like in Happy Feet. <laughs> Fired. Fired. Off the show. <laughs> you know what? No, you're not getting a pink one. Where's Horkers? That's what we have. That's the best you can get. Horkers. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so we got some emails. We got everybody, right? Yeah. Emails. The first one comes in to us from Boston. So I'm going to let Ashley Shank take this one first off. I know you're going to do that. <laughs> um, the lore segment is always fun. Each time I learn something more about the Elder Scrolls universe, it makes my gameplay of the week even more fun. As I actually stumble onto something I recently learned backstory to, thanks to you guys. And this is why I have a lore segment request. A quite big one that might have come in several episodes. That might have to come in several episodes. What if you did a lore segment in the Elder Scrolls main story events, starting off at Arena, going all the way to Skyrim? I tried searching YouTube and other sources for this kind of recap, but I couldn't find anything useful. Most of them were not finished or simply not good enough. And judging from what I've heard from your lore guy, Loremaster on Iceloo, I know he can deliver on another lever level. Wow. Keep up the great work. Regards, Boston. You've got quite the reputation now, Lou. Wow. That's going to be a project that's going to take a, it's gonna take a while. <laughs> Ten plus years of material. Yeah, it can be done. Dude. Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. <laughs> there you go. Accepted. You heard it here from Lou. Challenge accepted. All right. Our next email comes in from Separatus. Separatus? Separatus? I'm going to let Ivarwin have this one. Alright, dear ESO crew, I was wondering what your opinion on different countries having different fees for ESO. Personally, I think it's absolute BS that we Australians have to pay $30 a month when most of us only have to pay $14.99. Love your show. Thanks from Sopratus, a true-blooded black marsh-born lizard. Alright, Shank, I know you have to know the answer to this one, man. You should have heard um, us at PAX when I, was, I saw this email. I was like ranting and raving into Varwin down the street. We were walking. 
I, I, I don't know the answer. I'm gonna I'm gonna vamp until Irwin says <laughs> It has a lot to do with currency exchange rates to the U.S. dollar. That's how they okay. determine their prices. So if it's fourteen ninety nine U.S. dollars, it depends on how much the Australian dollar is worth compared to that dollar, and that's how they base the price off. Of. So you're right. not actually paying more. The Zoss is not. They don't set the price on this. No. Um, actually, that spawns a question. Do do most MMOs do that? Do they set it to like a certain currency and then, um, um, uh, I guess. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For their subscriptions, yeah, they do. That's exactly okay. Exactly how to do. Yep. Based okay, cool. on whatever I can actually I, from. Okay. Because yeah, I've actually always wondered that myself. <laughs> I had no idea. Cool. There you go. Any other comments on that, guys? No. All right. All right. Yeah, nothing. It's pretty pretty quick and easy. That's why I threw it in there. I'm going to go ahead and do this one really quick because it's easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of quick and easy. Uh, Joe the scapegoat. <clears throat> Joe the Witcher Wilson. Quick and easy. Hey. <laughs> Word up. Hello, Shank, Dave, and others. I, I already do not like this email. Um, that is the best title ever. <laughs> I have a question for you all. If you could bring one feature into ESO, what would it be? Lupin the Great. Everybody go. All right. We, we actually did this a little bit last week. Yeah. Uh, yep. Where we, I, one of the things I said is that I wanted alternate advancement, and this week y'all give it to me. I love y'all. <laughs> y'all can go back to packs now. Bring me something else awesome. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Lou, got anything? Ooh, foolish question. I got dropped for a second there. All right. If well, you could bring any feature, what would you oh, want? Wow. Any feature. Hmm. Uh, wow, any feature. Hopefully something similar. No one said it before. Uh, an appearance tab. I know, I, you know, from what I've seen, uh, footage, you know, I, I'd like to see, uh, something to where you can mix and match and make your own unique look. Even more so. I Fair should enough. say. I want an app for my cell phone. That's what I want. I want to be able to connect to the game on my cell phone and talk to my guildmates. See my inventory, view my character, view my my character's paper doll. You know everything he, he you know he has on him, all of his gear and all that, his stats. I want to be able to to search in my inventory, my my, uh, my bank inventory. I want to be able to search all the the fan sites and the internet through this app as well, and and see the 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 news. I want to be able to search and post on the forums as well. Like that's what I want in an app and I want an app for this game <laughs> what about uh, did you already say like being able to chat with your guild and all that yeah 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 exactly uh, do we miss anybody I, I mean I just I, answer yeah you haven't, you haven't given your uh, my answer my thing I wanted was already put in the game finally and that was looking for group tool <laughs> I was dead serious about that when we first heard about ESO I was first thing I was saying was Looking for a group tool. Want it, need it, have to put it in there. And they did. Yeah. So, my, you know what? I am going to see... I want something new. I want something I have not seen yet that I would want to be put in there because it's already there and it's awesome and I can't live without it because they did it. Something that you don't even know you want yet Exactly. will make your life cool. <laughs> exactly. I don't know I want it yet, but they do and they're going to put it in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Faith. Have, That's faith. <laughs> right. Blind faith, maybe, but faith, nonetheless. We have one more email from Travis A. Dave, all you. 
Travisay says, I was not surprised to see that ESO was announced as a subscription, but what I want to be able to do is, if it is something that I am paying monthly for, is purchase the game on the PC and on my Xbox One and be able to play on both with just one subscription. I'm okay with not playing the same characters because I know that they are different communities and servers, but I'd like to be able to play on my large TV whenever I wanted and then be able to jump over and play with my wife on our two PCs when she wants to play. I don't think I should have to pay for two different subscriptions to do this feature. And that's Travis A. We thank you for your opinion. Um, I don't think there is much to be said about that. I know there's a lot of people saying the same thing. So we'll have to wait and see what Zenimax has to say about that soon, hopefully. Well, just stay tuned, and I'm sure they'll clarify things more for us in the future as the game is closer to launch. Are, are there any games that do that now? Mm, no. No? Okay. Not I can think of. All right. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just curious. I, I have no idea if there's a precedent. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there is, and I, I don't believe there is that do that anything like that. Gotcha. All right, so I guess stay tuned for more, man. All right, guys, we have our crafting table. Uh, Ivarwin, do we have a mod challenge this week? Oh, do we ever. Because I didn't see a link. <laughs> I seen they were searching for a link going, what? No, 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 no. There's okay. a link. I'm just holding on to it. Now I'm scared as hell. Damn All right. It. He knows I look at it first. Yeah. <laughs> Someone does. How do you not? It's like a big freaking it red is. shiny I- button. <laughs> I do. I look at it first because every every week I look at it and download it before we even start the show. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, mod challenge. So this is this is how the crafting table, the mod challenge of the week goes. All right, uh, the mod challenge is for one host only for that week. I announce who the challenge is for. They click on the link that I put into the notes, and they host has until the very next show to install, try out the mod. And then they must, must talk about it on the very next show. This week, I choose you, Widget. Why was I afraid of that? Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm really looking for a mod that's that's going to give you <laughs> some some nice gameplay. One of these times I'd be like, yeah, this is the best mod ever, just so you would move on to someone else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm I really only have three people to pick. Like, I can't choose myself. <laughs> well, you know, that, that's four people. Four people. Me. I want to be a mod challenge. You are. I, I picked you once. I once. picked you. <laughs> Pika Dave. <laughs> All right. So the mod that I was chosen for me is Ivari Dungeon. That sounds a little bit too much like Ivarwin from my taste. <laughs> Ivari Dungeon has been rediscovered and is unearthed for the first time in centuries. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Centuries. Oh, man. This looks awesome. I'm just looking at some of the screenshots of this thing. They did an amazing job putting this together. Where okay. does it look? Sorry about that. My allergies struck hard. It's all right. I don't care. So, okay. yeah, yeah. It's just my allergies have been murdered today. That's why I found sound all stuffed up and everything. Explore the dungeon to reveal well-buried secrets of the past and search for the long-lost legendary Dragon Priest of Skyrim. Alrighty. Uh, duration is approximately 45 to 60 minutes of gameplay. Uh, location is in uh, um, Iverstead. Across the bridge to the southern side. Blah, blah, blah. Um, enemy types is mainly Draugr, but there are a few surprises in store. Uh, loot varied and relatively balanced. 
One secret item one secret item exists in the dungeon, but it's well hidden. Look at the map and you'll find it. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> bosses, yes. One mini boss, and then the name of the other final boss I cannot pronounce. Elringer. Yeah, Kenneth. <laughs> Kenneth works. His name is Dude. <laughs> His name is Dude the Boss. Alright, cool. This looks looks actually looks very interesting. I am definitely going to be giving this a shot this week, Ivarwin. Cool. Uh, good luck with it, and I'm really looking forward to what you say next week about it. Alrighty. Alright, so, guys, it is time. Well, next week I'll give you my opinion on that and everything in its fullest detail. But right now, it's time for everybody's favorite segment. It is time for the Elder Scroll. We are going to be <gasps> loring with Lou. Thank you, kind sir. And today, again, continuing in the tradition of all things magic and magic, uh, today we're going to go through a quick reading from a book called The Tome, The Old Ways by Solaris the Lore Master, or A Guide to the Strategic Order and Their Beliefs. And as I have here, it's the following. It's going to be a reading from the book as presented in the Elder Scrolls series. All right, so this book is found in all the games. All right, whether from Arena, Daggerfall, Morrow and Oblivion, Skyrim, you can find a copy of it somewhere in your gameplay. And a little side note here, all the books contain the same information except the book from Daggerfall. That one's slightly different. I'm not going to go into detail. Go fish. <laughs> How do we start off? We're going to start off here from the first page. We who know the old ways are well aware of the existence of a spiritual world invisible to the unenlightened. Just as one living in a kingdom but unaware the political machinations underneath may see a new tax or battle preparation as the priests of fortune, many observe floods, famines, and madness with helpless incomprehension. This is deplorable. As the great Kalian Darnazan moaned, the power of ignorance can shelter ebony like glass. What, after all, is the origin of these spiritual forces that move the invisible strings of Mundus? Any neophyte of our game knows that these spirits are our ancestors, and that while living, they too were bewildered by the spirits of their ancestors, and so on back to the original Akaranai. The Daedra and gods to whom the common people turn are no more than the spirits of superior men and women whose power and passion granted them great influence in the afterworld. Certainly, this is our truth and our religion. But how does it help us in our sacred duty of Sevnerse, or providing grave and faithful counsel to lesser men. Primarily, it is easy to grasp the necessity of both endowing good men with great power and making powerful men good. We recognize the multiple threats that a strong tyrant represents. Breeds cruelty, which feeds the Deja Bolivia, and hatred, which feeds the Deja Vermnina. If he should die having performed a particularly malevolent act, he may go to rule oblivion. And worst of all, he inspires other villains to thirst after power, and other rulers to embrace villainy. Knowing this, we have developed patience in our dealings with such despots. They should be crippled, humiliated, impoverished, imprisoned. Other counselors may advocate assassination or warfare, which, aside from its spiritual <laughs> insignificance, is expensive and likely to inflict at least as much pain on the innocents as the brutish dictator. No, we are intelligence gatherers, dignified diplomats, not revolutionaries. How, then, are our counselors faithful? We are faithful only to the old ways. It is essential always to remember the spiritual world while keeping our eyes open in the physical one, performing the rites of Moita on the second of hearth fire, and the vigil 
on the first and second seed are essential means of empowering salutary spirits into debilitating unclean ones. How then are we at once faithful to those we counsel in the Isle of Arteum? Perhaps the sage Tehrite said it best. In Mus, conflict and disparity are what bring change. And change is the most sacred of the eleven forces. Change is the force without focus or origin. It is the duty of the disciplined Sijic, or enlightened one, to dilute change where it brings greed, gluttony, sloth, ignorance, prejudice, cruelty, boring. Here, Tarate lists the rest of the 111th prodigalities, and to encourage change where it brings excellence, beauty, happiness, and enlightenment. As such, Whoa. the faithful council has but one master, his mind. If the man, the Sijic council, acts wickedly, it brings Ognithir, bad change, and will otherwise not be counseled. It is the Sijic's duty to counterbalance the Ognithir by any means necessary. A student of the old ways may ally himself to a lord, but it is a risky relationship. It cannot be stressed enough that choice be wisely made. Should the lord refuse wise counsel and order the Sijic, to use the heritage outmoded word, to perform an act contrary to the teachings of the old ways, there are few available options. The Sijic may obey, albeit unwillingly, and fall prey to the dark forces against which he has devoted his life. The Sijic may abandon his lord, which will bring shame on him and the Abartam, and so may never be allowed home again. Or, the Sijic may simply kill himself. How? Of course he could. Of course, that was that final option. And that is an excerpt from the tome called The Old Ways by Solaris the Loremaster. Hope you all enjoy it. And I want to say thank you to the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages, the Elder Scrolls Wiki, and the Imperial Library for all the information that's out there. Take a look at those sites if you really enjoyed the lore segment. Heartily suggest it. You can always off yourself. I'm just kidding. Can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> really? Like, that's an option? Just like, you know, a, no. kill, kill yourself. Like, really? Thank you for offering. <laughs> what a great idea. Thank you for giving me that out. The right. final house. Yeah. I feel better about this whole situation. <laughs> that, that really lightens things up. Yeah? <laughs> All right, guys. It's that time of the episode. We wrap things up tonight. I It's our final thoughts, and I just want to say thanks again to Paul Sage for coming on the show at such short notice and regaling us with awesomeness about ESO. Yvarwin. Uh, yeah, thanks, Paul, to uh, to coming on to the show today, especially with such short notice. Uh, thanks to the community team for their awesome work in getting this whole thing uh, put together in such short notice. And Paul, congratulations on Shanks' huge G award. I know you will you will love it uh, <laughs> ever. <laughs> and Lou, again, I want to chime in there and say uh, give a big shout out and thank you to Paul Sage for coming and joining us tonight, and actually to take the time to thank Joe, Ivarwin, and Brian for going out there and hot-stomping all over Pax Prime, you know, making those connections, getting us all this information, and putting together stuff like tonight. That big surprise, I was a Darren Headlights. You guys suck. <laughs> You're welcome. That was almost, that was practically all, and actually not practically, it was all Ivarwin's doing, so thanks to Ivarwin for that. Um, thanks. You're our hero tonight, buddy. <laughs> totally hero. Ivar was a totally hero. All right, and Dave. Yeah, guys, 
for all, thank you for for setting up the the interview. I know everybody wanted to wants to hear more from Paul Sage. He's amazing. That dude's he's so cool when he's talking to fans, and he really gets it. And that's that's the thing. And thank you, Paul Sage, really for coming on the show. I know as I'm I'm just a fangirl who's just so happy to hear from the game. That's that's really what it's all about. And uh, I just want to say thank you too to Arwen and Joe and and. And Brian, for going out there and having the guts to fly that far across country uh, to go to PAX because airplanes suck. And y'all y'all did a great time out there. Hey, awesome streaming at night it was awesome, guys. Thank you. You're welcome. I don't have my soundboard open. I forgot. And <laughs> <laughs> um, I would. Uh, I'm going to be the nonconformist and say. No, thank no, no, I'm just kidding. Thank you guys for going to PAX because that was definitely awesome. I got a lot of information. I know a, lot, a bunch of us uh, here did. We were just itching, you know, to just get more information from anything. And uh, I like how that all, you know, we we got Mr. Paul Sage, and I am. I would just like to thank him personally for taking the time to answer, you know, questions for me. Who I, I yes, I am the noob. I am a single player, you know, veteran here. But um, having him explain some of the things that I was uh, I had questions and issues about for you know months and seeing it finally clear, cleared up from the source itself it's it's invaluable information so thank you very much Mr. Paul Sage. All right, I just want to say that one thing that came out of PAX that I am officially announcing live on the air right now is a new show that'll be coming in approximately three weeks. We'll let you guys know exactly when soon enough. We're still finalizing hosting situation things like that. It's going to be called Adrenaline Esports. It's a new show about all things adrenaline gaming and the world, the upcoming and rather popular world of esports. We're going to be covering all the nitty gritty of it, so stay tuned for more details about that later. Ivarwin, how to reach us, buddy? Sure. Uh, well, this list gets longer and longer. <laughs> it just keeps getting longer. <laughs> Wow, that's actually worse than the actual song. <laughs> All right, how to reach us, guys. Uh, newcomers to the chat room, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, please, please, please click on the follow button if you liked this show. We've got so much more. All of our episodes are like this. Uh, and we just keep coming out with, with great stuff. And we hope you enjoyed this, and we hope you enjoy so much more. How can you reach us? Elder Scrolls Off the Record. That is our main website, and it is a beast of a site. You can get everything that we're about, and you can get everywhere that you can listen to us from, elderscrollsofftherecord.com. And questgamingnetwork.com is our portal site for the entire network. If you you love this show, I guarantee you, you are going to love all of our other shows. We pour our hearts and souls into doing these things, and you'll get it all at questgamingnetwork.com send us an email tell us what you think give us uh get get give a shout out you know tell us uh tell us whatever it is that's on your mind after hearing our show uh at over at elder scrolls off the record at gmail.com we have a presence on youtube as well follow us on youtube youtube.com forward slash quest gaming network and uh-huh facebook is back we're also on Facebook. Look for us. Hit like to subscribe to keep up with all our posts. That's facebook.com slash pages slash Elder Scrolls 
off the record. That's facebook.com slash pages slash Elder Scrolls off the record. We have a uh, Quest Gaming Network Facebook page coming soon as well. Just want to bring that up. Okay, cool. Cool. Um, yeah, and, and uh, thanks to John for, for, putting, uh, for putting that together and, and uh, giving us a hand with our social networks. Uh, we welcome John to, uh, to the Quest staff as well as uh, our, our new riders, uh, Landon and, and uh, Dustin as well. Uh, let's see. Twitch nightly stream seven days a week. Check our Twitch channel for the schedule. But if you follow us, you'll get emails. You will get a notification on your uh, Twitch app on your phone whenever we bring up a stream. We we do it every day, but a lot of times we do extra as well. So uh, spontaneously, and a lot of stuff goes on there that you're not going to get anywhere else, such as. Totally Heroes. Uh, we've got a brand new uh, QGN fan site up as well with forums, full forums. And if you're a fan of the network and this show, go over to the QGN fan site and check out our forums. That's over at QGN.guildlaunch.com. That's QGN.guildlaunch.com. And the code is QGN to skip app, uh, application process. Donations. We accept them. Please, if you like our show and you like what we do here, uh, we, we would love donations. That, that definitely helps us out, helps us get great information out to you, especially when these, when these giant industry conventions happen. Uh, another way that we like to raise money here is by offering a service, and we call them $10 mentions. Give us 10 bucks, We'll mention whatever you want us to mention on the show within reason, of course. $10 mentions. So donations we do accept and $10 mentions. How can you donate? Well, head over to Elder Scrolls Off the Record or QuestGamingNetwork.com and just follow the links there on the right-hand side that say Donate. Don't forget our other shows, Rift Off the Record, live Sundays at 7 p.m. Coming soon is Dungeon Quest. And don't forget Totally Heroes, totally live. Shank, what can you tell us about Totally Heroes? Um, it is a general gaming news show where we have the authors uh some of the reporters uh so that's uh, bradford myself and mr brian armstrong and we just discuss any topical news items in the gaming industry that's on our mind and it's a pretty awesome little campfire discussion that we have going and it's uh, it's a great time just come join us on uh, monday nights at 10 p.m eastern right here on our twitch channel very good and pretty soon we're going to be getting uh developer uh, interviews on there as well so we got absolutely some, we got some devs coming out uh for that show uh twitter we like to tweet and uh, twitter's your thing you can follow the show at elder scrolls otr joe joe's got a twitter account he's at the widget that's w-i-g-i-t i'm of arwin you can follow me you can follow me out of arwin that's e-v-a-r-w-y-n Lose at GamerGuy 11B, that's G-A-M-E-R-G-U-Y-1-1-B. And Dave, no one likes, so we'll just move to Shank, that's Shank... Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> Dave is at D-N-F-O-R-C-E. D-I-N-F-O-R-C-E. And Shank, Shank is at Shank Tank, that's S-H-A-N-K, T-H-T-A-N-K. And don't forget, savings on pumice stones at Shank Tank. Wow. Elder Scrolls Off the Record wow. is a Quest Gaming Network production in association with Miller's Network. And I just want to say, Foos for all you all next week. Oh boy. Take care, everyone. Be safe. May the Foos be with you. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Thank you for being here. Hope to see you all again next week.
Have a great one, everybody. We'll see you next time. And I want to say, I want Paul back. (laughs) (laughs) Till next time, guys. Shadow hide you. <laughs> let me let me guess, Joe. You got into another ninja fight. They broke your nose and it's bleeding, gushing blood. Uh, but you killed all of them, and there may be entrails hanging from your shoulders. I wish it was that epic. <laughs> <laughs> let me no, let me guess what man. actually happened. Joe was texting somebody or like on the phone with his head down, and then just like walked into something. No, it's not blood. After saving the world from an alien invasion with his laser arms. (laughs) (laughs) And telling Kinsey, no, Kinsey, I don't want to enter your inner sanctum. No. What's wrong with my inner sanctum? The (laughs) eye is not good enough for me. (laughs) Oh, man. He had the same operation that Dave and I had. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's why our stomach is in knots, by the way, is because we have the Oscar. You know. Oh my god, dude. That just, <laughs> that just made my day. The, the complete lack of, like, a pause between what you just said and things just keep getting better. <laughs> Just totally made my day. <laughs> Pretty much crippled. Oh, Do you God. live near the Catskills or Adirondacks or whatever's around there? I can't remember which one's further west. I live around the most pollen God ever invented on the face of this freaking planet in one spot. <laughs> yeah, because I went to school in uh, upstate New York, and my allergies, like, I was literally dead for a month, and it was horrible, horrible. It's awful here. I hate it. Three months out of the year, I am feeling like I have a freaking... Blue. And it's just allergies. Pretty sure I heard that in, in Bible school. Um, you know, when he was making the earth. It <laughs> right. was all like, all right. New York. Holland pillows! Yay! Yes! Yes! <laughs> and on the fourth day, he created pollen. Right here. That's right right where Joe will be. <laughs> right in Alden, New York. Right next to Buffalo. All pollen. But no, no, no. The buttercups are clashing with the Appalachia. Make it work, people. Make it work. That's why your angels do it. Bring in the jasmine. We'll make every damn freaking flower God ever freaking invented spring, you know, bloom every freaking spring. (laughs) God made light and called it fabulous. (laughs) He didn't fall. He died. He decides to put every stupid weed. When God and the world seems so fine, it's true. I can't believe we're actually going to be doing this. I'm adding someone to the call right now, guys. I think that would make for great. Hey guys, do me a favor and take a look at who is being run into this call today. Oh, I can't. Hold on, my Skype is like seriously for. Oh, hold on. No way. Way. Yep. No way. Way. Things just keep getting better. All <laughs> <laughs> failed. Really? Yeah, like, we just ruined everybody's hopes. 
right now. It can't get any worse. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Hey, uh, here we go. Oh, wow. He heard that, didn't he? I need to yeah. bestow my award on Paul's him. in the chat room. He's in there going, hey, I'm going to probably join these guys and listen to what we're doing. He's like, oh, hell no. Oh, uh, actually, uh, Paul, are you there? No, I didn't hear what you just said. All oh, right, great. Geez. Bummer. I'll just edit that. Who's all down?